Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Only Dia Show. I know it's late, but you know, it is what it is. All right, today we're going to talk about Redditors weaponizing GameStop stock. The Proud Boys leader is actually a prolific FBI informant, and a Bi President Biden signs an executive order creating the Civilian Climate Corps. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about, of course, the big news that is happening all over the world right now. Redditors weaponizing stocks against hedge fund managers. Now, to kind of break down what's happening right now, we have to break down what shorting is. Now, first, I want to say shorting in and of itself is not a bad thing totally. In a free market, shorting is going to happen. It is a thing that naturally occurs because in our free market, you can profit from stocks going down. And it's literally the entire premise of The Big Short, the Adam McKay movie with Steve Carell and Christian Bale about the Yoway crisis. Now, in that movie and kind of what, what shorters do and what they kind of do that is good, they go, shorters go into the market, figure out where things are going, probably go bad, and they bet on stocks when they go bad and they make money from it. It's actually a good thing in the market because it allows people to understand where the fall off is going to happen, where things are going to drop. Now, what hedge fund managers did to GameStop was not good. What hedge fund managers did to GameStop is they shorted 80% of the stock. 80% of the stock was shorted, causing the evaluation of that stock to go down. And when that happens to a company, it makes them squeeze their assets. It makes them actually have to lay off people, hurting their bottom line and hurting jobs and livelihoods. Enter Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets, of course, everyone knows, is the Reddit subreddit that banded together and collectively with their almost 2 million followers. Oh, well, there's about 5 million of them now, but with, at the time there was about 2 million of them. They found out that if they banded together, they would together be more powerful and much richer than almost all of the hedge fund managements out there. I'll, I want to read a quote, an open letter from Wall Street Bets that they, uh, that they actually posted on the subreddit of, two days ago before everything went down. Uh, quote from the open letter from the subreddit Wall Street Bets. I was in early teen I was in my early teens during the 08 crisis. I vividly remember the enormous repercussions that the reckless actions by those on Wall Street had in my personal life and the lives of those close to me. I was fortunate. My parents were prudent and a little paranoid and they did have some food storage saved up. When the crisis hit our families, we were able to keep our little house, and, but we lived off of pancake mix and powdered milk and beans and rice for a year. Ever since then, my parents have kept food storage and kept it updated since then, and it is fresh. To Marvin Capital, you stand for everything that I hated during that time. Your firm, who makes money off exploiting a company and manipulating markets and media to your advantage. Your continued, ex your, your continued ex uh, excessiveness is a sharp reminder that the ones in charge of so much hardship during the 08 crisis were not punished. And your blatant disregard for the law made obvious months ago through your, for the Marvin lawyers, alleged illegal naked short selling 
and more recently, your obese market manipulation after hours shows that you haven't learned a single thing since 08. And why would you? Your ilk were bailed out and rewarded for your terrible and illegal financial decisions that negatively changed the lives of millions. I bought shares a few days ago. I dumped my savings into GameStop, paid my rent for the month with my credit card, and dumped my rent money into GameStop, which for the people of Wall Street Bets, I would not recommend. And I am holding. To CNBC, you must realize your short-term gains through promoting institutional agendas is just that, short-term. Your stable audience will soon become too old to gare, and the millions of us, not just at Wall Street Bets, but every person affected by the 08 crash that is now paying attention to the to GameStop are going to remember how you stuck, stuck up for the firms that ruined so many of us and tried to tear down the little guys. To the boomers and, any, and, all, and all the people close to that age, just now paying attention to those millennial blog posts, you realize that if you weren't adversely affected by the 08 crash, your children or perhaps your grandchildren most likely were. We are not enemies. We are on the same side. Stop listening to the media that's making us out to be market destroyers and start rooting for us because we have a once in a lifetime opportunity to punish the sort of people who caused so much pain and stress a decade ago. We're, talk, we're taking this opportunity, your children, your grandchildren might have suffered as I described of from the institutions we're fighting against. This is a, been a long time coming in the market. And what we are witnessing is capitalism in a new way, in a new form. Uh, for, for years, for decades, shorters have been doing this to stocks across the board, using their platforms to actually talk down stocks so that they can profit. Now, this entire thing has not gone unnoticed to Congress. This is a letter that was actually released from the acting attorney general's office, Mati Watkins. And it's also a really good breakdown of everything that's happening right now. Dear, uh, uh, dear acting attorney general, I am greatly troubled with the events that have, have unfolded on Wall Street and demand action from the U.S. Department of Justice. Today, a regulated deal broker called Robin Hood Markets, Inc., halted the purchase of stocks of several publicly traded companies, including GameStop, BlackBerry, AMC, and others. This unilateral move was done so in a coordinated effort to deplatform and silence individual investors. This began with the investment management fund, Marvin Capital Management, placed an aggressive short sell on the company GameStop to contradict this decision. The heavily followed Reddit page, Wall Street Bets, probably the first time Wall Street Bets has been actually uh, now given a platform on, congressional, on the congressional stage, um, uh, follows and their uh, and administration advocates and their followers purchased GameStop stocks using the broker Robinhood. The movement was so immense that it drove the stock price to over 400% of its previous value. As a result, 
Marvin Capital lost billions on their return, and Robinhood blocked users from buying any more of GameStop stock, but still allowed liquidation. This means that they stopped people from being able to buy GameStop, but are still allowing people to sell their stuff, get rid of their stock. Continued, Marvin Capital Management, owned by parent company Citadel, okay, Citadel, which according to Bloomberg report, gave Robinhood roughly 40% of their value. This means that Robinhood is actually owned by the same company of Marvin Capital that shorted GameStop. Uh, continued, knowing the involvement of Citadel has with Robinhood, it is clear that the actions taken today were motivated by anti-competitive reasons not for concerns of validity claimed by Robinhood because of its blatant conflict of interest and obvious monopolistic activity. I am calling for the immediate investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice into Robinhood and the hedge fund Citadel LLC. Now, everything that's happened today has definitely not gone unnoticed by Robinhood. There is a mounting legal fight against them and there is a mounting legal fight against them in Congress as well. So they have, so out of CNET, this is a really good article that really kind of breaks everything down today. So CNET, personal finance, the article is entitled Robinhood to allow limited buys of GameStop and AMC on Friday. So they have bent. Currently tomorrow, Robinhood will continue the ability for its people on its platform to continue to buy the stock tomorrow. I'm going to read a little bit of, uh, the, of the article here. Quote, the rebellion experienced a hiccup when individual investors found out some trading sites and apps had restricted transactions in securities of the beaten up video game retailer, as well as the movie chain AMC and other companies. Robinhood, a popular investor app, prevented customers from purchasing more shares of several companies, but it is allowing limited buys starting Friday. Robinhood sent a letter to customers saying that it would allow limited buys of those securities starting Friday. It made the decision because the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission regulation. Robinhood CEO went on CNBC Thursday afternoon to explain why the investment app decided to restrict users from purchasing shares of GameStop, AMC, and other companies. Quote, in order to protect the firm and protect our customers, we had to limit buying in these stocks. He also denied that there were any liquidation issues. So what he's talking about here is that there was a lot of reports on Twitter and on Reddit and a bunch of other places saying that Robinhood was actually selling people's stock without their no. Now, since then, it has been pretty refuted that that probably didn't happen. Also in the article, it states a class action lawsuit was filed Thursday in the Southern District of New York. There is actually another class action lawsuit that has been filed as well. So there's two currently on the table. But currently the situation is that Robinhood will allow buying of the stocks again tomorrow, effectively keeping the free market free. Now, I don't know what limited means, but obviously this is good. Um, now, this whole thing, the most interesting thing about this entire thing that's happening 
is the amount of bipartisanship that has arisen from this. So AOC actually tweeted that she was against what Robin Hood was doing. And then Ted Cruz himself said that he agreed with her. Now, in, a, in another tweet, AOC said this about Ted Cruz agreeing with her. Quote, I am happy to work with Republicans on this issue where there's common ground, but you almost had me murdered three weeks ago. So you can go sit this one out. <laughs> um, the G, uh, Happy to work with almost any GOP that aren't trying to get me killed. In the meantime, if you want to help, you can resign. She continued, you haven't even apologized for the serious physical and mental harm you contributed to the Capitol Police and custodial workers to our own fellow Congress. In the meantime, you can go off my timeline and stop clout chasing. Now, I do believe that this is Ted Cruz 100% trying his hardest to get back in the good graces of anyone in Congress or in the political sphere. He has lost a lot of political power and clout. And but personally, I am, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm in a lot of ways relieved that there is a bipartisan push to make sure that the free market is free. And, and then I'm, and I'm also kind of worried that the free market in of itself is no longer going to remain as free as it is. Now, again, the stock market is not a tell about how well the economy is doing. The economy is not doing well. We have over 20 million people unemployed right now. That is not good. But the, but the stock market has continued to rally through this entire thing which is kind of the reason why Wall Street bets decided to push through this kind of action. This is a developing story. It's literally going to change the free market as we know it. It's going to change capitalism as we know it. This is a moment in history that is a pillar. And, and, and it's amazing the amount of things that we have gone through in this couple of like eight, like what, like four, like, like, like 10 months that is all just life changing history making things. I don't know. I'm here all for it. Uh, I've got a link to all of these articles are in the description of where you're watching this. I'm going to change gears to something that's really crazy and a nutso story. The Proud Boys. Now, before I, I continue on with this, I want to say the, the, the Proud Boys were instrumental in causing havoc and harm throughout the BLM movement this summer. Look, I, I know that most people's inclination is to say that the BLM movement was completely all fraught with violence. Look, most BLM protests this summer were peaceful. People don't think that they were because most news outlets were showing footage from three cities, New York, Portland, and Los Angeles. Yes, those three cities were very violent. But there were hundreds of protests across the country, and they were overwhelmingly peaceful. Un A lot of those not peaceful protests had counter actors within their ranks, including the Proud Boys that caused undue harm and violence and escalated things to make things appear more violent than they were. One of the principal actors were the Proud Boys. And it turns out that their leader, Enrique Terrio, a Cuban national, was actually a prolific FBI informant. Um, I'm going to read from the article here from Reuters entitled Exclusive. 
Proud Boys leader was prolific informer for law enforcement. This is this is insane. Enrique Terrio, the leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, ha has a part uh, uh, has a past as an informant for federal and local law enforcement, repeatedly working undercover for investigators after he was arrested in 2012. According to a former prosecutor and a transcript of a 2014 court proceeding obtained by Reuters, in the Miami hearing, a federal prosecutor, a federal Bureau of Investigation agent, and Terrio's own lawyer described his undercover work and said he had helped authorities prosecute more than a dozen people in various cases involving drugs, gambling, and human smuggling. Terrio, in an interview with Reuters Thursday, denied working undercover or cooperating in any case against others. Quote, I don't know any of this, he said when asked about the transcript. I don't recall any of this. Law enforcement officials and court transcripts contradict Terrio's denial. In a statement to Reuters, the former federal prosecutor in Terrio's case confirmed that he cooperated with local and federal law enforcement to aid in the prosecution of those running other separate criminal enterprises, ranging from running marijuana grow houses in Miami to operating pharmaceutical fraud schemes. Terrio 36 is a high profile figure organizing and leads the right wing Proud Boys in their confrontation with what they believe to be Antifa. This just goes on to say that he, his, like the Proud Boys are like self-described anti-Antifa and they just go into the streets just starting fight with anyone around them, causing escalation in these protests. The records uncovered by Reuters are startling because they show that a leader of a far-right group, now under intense scrutiny by law enforcement, was previously an active contributor a collaborator with criminal investigations, with criminal investigators. The prosecutor said Terrio's information had led to the prosecution of 13 people on federal charges in two separate cases and had helped local authorities investigate a gambling ring. Terrio's then lawyer, Jeffrey Filler, said in court, that his client had worked undercover in numerous investigations, one involving the sale of anabolic steroids, another ranging from wholesale prescription narcotics, and a third targeting human smuggling. He said Terrio helped police uncover three marijuana grow houses and was a prolific collaborator. An FBI agent at the hearing called Terrio a key component in local police investigation involving marijuana, cocaine, MDMA. The Miami FBI office declined comment. Terrio on Tuesday acknowledged that his fraud sentence was reduced from 30 months to 16 months, but insists that the that this was not with this was only because he and his co-defendants helped investigators clear up questions about his own case, he said. He never helped investigate others. As as a Trump supporter challenged the Republic as a Trump supporter who challenged the Republican election loss in and in, in often violent demonstrations, Terrio stood out for his swagger as he led crowds of mostly white Proud Boys in a series of confrontations and street brawls in Washington, DC, 
Portland, Oregon, and elsewhere. Former prosecutors said that he was surprised that the defendant that see that was that he uh, protected for fraud is now a key player in violent movements that sought to halt the certification of President Joe Biden. Quote, I knew he was a fraudster, but had no reason to know that he was a domestic terrorist. This whole thing is nuts because if you put in the other element that a lot of people and a lot of reports coming out of a lot of these protests do state that there were a lot of police that were actually helping the Proud Boys when they came to demonstrations. The Proud Boys and a lot of police were instrumental in trying to elevate the violent nature of these protests. Now, obviously, the investigation to what happened at the Capitol riots is ongoing, but I am I but there has already been talk about indicting police officers that were involved in protecting the Capitol. And this kind of goes along the same notes of saying that if a former informant was involved with an extremist group involved in those protests, then it's pretty clear that the police and him had an open dialogue. I don't, this, is, this is just nuts and crazy. Uh, the article is listed in the description of this uh, video. Uh, and to kind of close things out, I wanted to bring something up a little bit on the positive side. So today, Biden signed an executive order. And part of that executive order for climate change was revitalizing an old a New Deal group known as uh, the, uh, a, core of a core of people together that he's retitling the Civilian Climate Corps. Uh, this comes from Fast Company. The title of the article is How Biden's New Civilian Climate Corps Would Work. In 1933, when millions of Americans were out of work because of the Great Depression, the newly created Civilian Conservation Corps, part of Franklin D. Roosevelt's New Deal, hired a tree army of young men who eventually planted 3.5 billion trees, among other projects such as building trails in national parks across the country. Biden's new civilian climate corps had a similar goal, give people jobs and simultaneously tackle climate work, such as reforestation and protecting biodiversity. Now with this, uh, what this uh, what this core did back before World War II is they went out and basically built national parks, state parks. They built trails. They planted trees. They just, Franklin D. Roosevelt just wanted to put people to work. But during the World War II, they were all drafted and sent in. Uh, the article continues. Biden announced the creation of the new program on January 27th as part of a sweeping executive order on climate change and also includes a new goal to move clean electricity by 2035 and electrify the federal fleet of 600,000 plus vehicles. The administration hasn't yet shared all of the details of how the program will work but says that it will put a new generations of Americans to work 
conserving and restoring public lands and waters, increasing reforestation, increasing carbon uh, uh, subrogation in our agricultural sector, protecting biodiversity, improving access to recreation and addressing the changing climate. In California, for example, that might include managing forests to reduce the risk of extreme wildfires. The program will look different from the original Civilian Conservation Corps, which only hired men and sent them in to live in camps as they worked. The camps were racially segregated and workers were paid along with a room and board $30 a month, equivalent to $600 now, and were required to send $25 of that back home to their families. This is a fascinating way to help the climate change. This does two things. It first gives people jobs and secondly tackles the climate crisis at the same time. This, I think, is a genius way for Biden to try to push two parts of his agenda both at once. Tackle climate and then also bring the economy back by creating jobs. I think it's genius and I think it's a really good idea. And uh, part of this article actually states that a teacher asked his class if any of them would be interested in joining this core. And he said about 80% of them did say they were okay with joining. And if the details came out that these people were paid a good wage and were able to really make a difference in climate change, I think this is a win-win for people. There's a lot of people who are criticizing Biden for destroying jobs when it comes to the oil sector. Now, a lot of those jobs obviously were not real. They weren't actual jobs in the world. They were just jobs that might have happened. But he stopped the pipeline that was going through reserved land for Native Americans. And this pipeline, look, oil pipelines always, always leak. And this pipeline was going through communities and through waterways that actually gave those communities water. Personally, my view is human life over jobs. But it is also important to state that helping with climate change can create jobs and it can create jobs that might not ever go away. Oil jobs will probably eventually go away. I hope that my president does well because if he does, we all do well. Thank you so much for watching, listening, or, or just listening to me. Uh, please like, subscribe. This is the Arnadia Show on all platforms, including YouTube and podcasting. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one.